0: heavenly father we thank you for today's reading we ask your presence lord in jesus name as we pray today august 21st the reading of today lord thank you for giving us inspiration thank you for your promises lord and your word and we say yes and amen to all your promises amen so today we're prospering with your word as we read Job, Lord, open our eyes, our ears, and help us to listen and hear the honor of the matter pertaining to us today, Lord. We ask for the honor that we may discover it and receive it in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, amen, Lord. Thank you. We're reading today Job chapter 1, verse 1 to three twenty-six, 26. It says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Us." He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 male donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Job's son would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children would have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser of Satan came with them. Where have you come from? the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching every, everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless and a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has a good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys, feeding beside them when the Sabins raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the sheep-herd shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaladin raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's homes. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in the wilderness and hit the house on all the sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship, he said. I came naked from my mother's womb and I'll be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man on the earth. He's blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. And he's maintained his integrity even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, Skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the, left the Lord's presence, and he struck Job with terrible boils from his head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die." But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this Job said nothing wrong. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their names were Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Namathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. At last Job spoke, and he cursed the day of his birth. He said, Let the day of my birth be erased, and the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned into darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high, and let no limit light shine on it. Let the darkness and the utter gloom claim that day for its own. Let a black cloud overshadow it, and let the darkness terrify it. Let that night be blotted off the calendar, never again to be counted among the days of the year never again to appear among the last or never again to appear among the months let that night be childless let it have no joy let those who are experts at cursing whose cursing could rouse leviathan curse that day let its morning stars remain dark let it hope for light but in vain may it never see the morning light curse that day for failing to shut my mother's womb For letting me be born to see all this trouble. Why wasn't I born dead? Why why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? Why did she nurse me at her breast? Had I died at birth, I would now be at peace. I would be asleep and at rest. I would rest with the world's kings and prime ministers. Whose great blessings now lie in ruins. I would rest with princes rich in gold. Whose palaces were filled with silver? Why wasn't I buried like a stillborn child, like a baby who never lives to see the light? For in the death the wicked cause no trouble. For in death the wicked cause no trouble, and the weary are at rest. Even the captives are at ease in death, with no guards to curse them. Rich and poor are both there, and the slave is free from its ma- his master. Oh why give light to those in misery and life to those who are bitter? They long for death and it won't come. They search for death more eagerly than the hidden treasure. They fill with joy when, the fi- and when they finally die and rejoice when they find the grave. Why is life given to those with no future, those God has surrounded with difficulties? I cannot eat for sighing. My groans pour out like water. What I always feared has happened to me. What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. Wow, I read that too pretty quick.
0: That's a lot of things in there. One of the things that stands out right now is... uh, Satan answered, "I have been patrolling the earth watching everything that's going on uh-huh. So when temptation comes to maintain our integrity is to keep speak the scriptures and say nothing wrong. job chapter 10 uh-huh. I mean verse 10 mm-hmm. to say nothing wrong, uh, you know when we, we get into a corner. You know, and uh, and you're forced to lash out with. Uh, I know you haven't done this. <laughs> lash out with anger, or lash out with resentment, or or you're you're being injustice, or you know you're you're trying to maintain your. You go overboard on your righteous indignation, and it goes, it spills over to. Uh, you know, not being scriptural. Okay, I don't know if you're following me, but. Satan comes to, to try us, mm. and we must maintain our integrity. Some people say, take as many seconds as you are old to respond, you know, in the habit of, of, of pausing and thinking how you're going to respond. So mm-hmm. you want to maintain your integrity. So it's easy to say right now. Mm-hmm. but uh, um, the, the other thing I have right here is it's amazing how uh, humanity... Uh, right away it says it, it it is so obvious too that that hurts and pains and so forth is we always go to God why God why yes. you know i mean we slept so well last night the the, the beauty of sleep the beauty of the, the design of this world getting our energy getting our hope our joy back again is a miracle you know how we, you wake up feeling so good in the morning so thankful yeah. and grateful to Amen. God So joyful that He has given us His mercies are new new every morning.
1: morning. Amen,
0: You know, we're not dreading the future. We're not guilty of the past. Mm -hmm. You know, we have promises of our Father. He's with us right now. Amen. We have words to study. He's given Mm -hmm. us a whole 67 books or whatever. Uh, So that's all I have to say for right now.
1: Yeah, I really, uh, this is the, I've heard of, i read it today. It says in number six, uh, one day the members of the heavenly court came together or came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser. And it mentions it again later in the chapter about they, they came together again, the second time. So, this is where we talk about the courts of heaven. Mm-hmm. That Satan comes to accuse you of things. So, we have to be to ask. Remember, we heard that guy Robert Henderson the other day talk about the courts of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so, the enemy is going to come to accuse us. Come to accuse, you know, let's take you and I for example. Look at God, they're not trusting you. They did this, they did that, they got this credit card, da 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 da. And they're, he's constantly accusing us. So, we, we've got to go, we can go to the courtroom of heaven and plead our case and repent. And we can declare and, and just continue to look to God as our source. But that's a good indicator. There are courts in heaven, and Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And the way that we should listen to that again, the long one that we listen to Isabel, I mean, really sit down and listen to how, how to go about doing it. But not just for us, but for others to intercede on their behalf for the hard cases for the for even the Randy that needs intercession and doesn't know how to get to the courtroom of heaven. You know. Um so that it that was that's amazing. There is a court in heaven. And there is an accuser, you know, a prosecutor as they call him, um to prosecute us. Okay, that was awesome. And then um well, remember
0: that Jesus is also our... Our advocate. You know, and it's a done deal. But yeah. we just we have to remind Satan to back off uh-huh. when he comes and tries us. Uh, how are we going to react? Are we going to react with our benefits? Right. Are we going to, dec- you know, like a... Are we going to say, hey, there's no other just God. Right. A just God and yeah, a Savior. Right. I look to Him. Right. And I'm saved from all my difficulties. All the ends of for you Jesus, know, God, and there's no other. That's
1: a real good point because, you know, as it said here, well, right, right, God, you know, everything is going well for him. You prospered him, he's got everything he needs. Of course he's not going to, you know, he hasn't seen any trouble. But when he sees trouble, God, and he loses everything, and including his health, he's going to curse you, right? So you got to use... The
0: wisdom what 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 the category of curse why why would a person curse God get to that point? because for once that's his father and he thinks the father is doing it right. Um, the other thing is he's going through uh, hunger, pain, sickness, uh, vexing his soul, you know, uh, not finding an answer. so I'm getting to the word as discouraged, horrible, you know, so. Uninspired, whatever, and those are the the, the, the things that the discouragement is what starts off the thing. That's why we don't want to say that there's no big deals. God is in control. Okay. Surrender. Okay. Through surrender, there's mercy in the air you can tap into. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, that's that. Our reaction to the trial is what's gonna is important. You know, you go back to the Word of God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yea, though I go through the uh, valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no more, because the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Right? Amen. I noticed that he kind of kept a good, um, he was, you know, he kept his integrity until he got the health problem. And then he started going out, why was I born? Why couldn't I? Or, I mean, he really went into a discouraging phase of his life.
0: It's amazing how, um, yeah, that's right. And he
1: said, and then 25, he says, what I always feared has happened to me. That's why fear is a killer. Fear okay. like is a liar.
0: I want you to, uh, in the light of being born again and Jesus has conquered everything, let's go ahead and turn that verse around and say, okay. What had I always desired has Amen. happened to me. Amen. What I always dreamed Beautiful. of has come true. Amen. I have peace. I have quietness. I now have rest from all troubles. Amen. You Amen. Know, we can mm. we can speak it as a mm. prophecy. Mm. Amen. What right. I always desire has have happened. Oh, you desire good. Yes. Amen. What what I always dream, what dreams I have, have come true. I have peace. All bills paid. healing, health, adventure, interest. I have quietness, soundness of soul, mind, reeling of the mind, no guilt. I have rest. Amen. No. Only good comes. What's the opposite of trouble? Only blessings come. Amen. So why don't we write a piece of paper right now and put it on the wall, and that will be our declaration.
1: Okay.
0: I'll go get one. Okay,
1: it's inside the door over there. Would
0: you go ahead and... uh, so, take, take a
1: pause. Yeah. Um, wow, well, that's that's a good point. You know, uh, <clears throat> what I always dreamed of has come to pass because Jesus has taken care of it. Right? Amen. She, because Jesus has supplied all that I need to, to live a restful, peaceful, joyful Life. okay
0: i'm going to give you a piece of paper and i'm going to and i'm going to make one okay.
1: and right. we and
0: we're going to declare it you know we're amen. going cuz we're now we're on this side of the paradise and we're we're speaking to a world earth to give us those things through jesus amen hang on amen. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 7. Uh, by the way, would you go ahead and uh, read to me what you came you, out of Job, when we just read, ch- chapter 3, verse 25 and 26, your yes. interpretation. And that's paraphrase.
1: Yes. So.
0: That's it. That's 25 yeah, and 26. Right. What does it say? What it did you says, just write?
1: It says, I wrote, it says, What I always hoped for and dreamed of has come to pass because of Jesus' finished work at the cross. He has blessed me exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ask. He supplied all that I need, taking me to a place of rest, joy, love, and peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So
0: be it. Yes,
1: Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. All right now. That is our declaration of independence.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's that's how we operate our lives.
0: Again, Doesn't trials matter and tributations, Doesn't fears. Matter. The Lord
1: is with us. He's for us. Who can be against us? On the
0: finished work of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Be, that's we I am the righteousness of Christ in Christ Jesus. Mm. What I dreamed of.
1: Amen. What I always hoped for and dreamed of. I like the opening to that.
0: All my desires yeah. have come to pass. 1 Corinthians 14, 1-17. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. (coughs) For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be... Talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. But it will be a mysterious. But it will be all mysterious. Be one who prophesies, strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Amen. I, Paul, wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you all could all prophesy. Amen. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. Unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation of some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even even lifeless instruments like the flute and the harp must play the notes. Clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called for battle? It is the same for you, if you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into an empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning, but if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you, since you are so eager to have the special ability Abilities that the Spirit gives, seek that, will, that will, will strengthen the whole church. Anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what should I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words. I understand, I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words, I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when you don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Well, let, let's read the the study. It says, yes. uh, The gift of speaking in tongues has created disorder. Mm. Uh, let's jump down. Opinions differ over exactly what Paul meant. Let's jump down. Paul makes several points about speaking in tongues. It is a spiritual gift from God. It is a desirable gift, but not a requirement of faith. It is less important than prophecy. Okay. Uh, uh, it is less important than prophecy, but right here, unless, he says... I. He says, unless uh, unless someone is interpreting what are what are you saying? Okay, mm-hmm. that's the only time that tongues is more important than prophecy
1: in the church.
0: Right here, unless someone is interpreting what you're saying, now right. now right. it's more important than
1: mm, amen. than
0: prophecy. Okay, so I really believe that they all go; they can't exist without each other.
1: Right. I was listening to I don't know yesterday if it, I. Something on TV um, that the speaking in tongues, I think Kreflow was preaching, it was wonderful what he yeah. said. He said it helps you with the other gifts, so you speak in tongues. Well, did
0: you hear he says, Speaking in tongues is telling God that you are consenting, mm. accepting His mercies, His gifts, mm. His His. his his ongoing direction for your life. amen, amen. on a daily basis. speaking yeah. and then then when you get excited, you get your cup full yeah then you can easily prophesy. yeah I don't
1: definitely.
0: see how they cannot be together right And then when you prophesy now you're at, the gift of interpreting prophecy or tongues, it's, 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 it's a prophecy. Mm. The gift yeah. of interpreting tongues is you're also prophesying to the church.
1: Yeah, because, you know, um, I noticed like even in the prophetic, when you get a prophetic word, I noticed the way uh, Pastor Marty speaks in tongues and then the prophetic comes out to the person and it edifies the person.
0: Amen. And it's not all mystery. It's just work. Work because you really don't feel like you're you're getting anywhere when you're speaking in tongues. (laughs) That's why I like the fact is that we read our Proverbs, read our Psalms. Fill the hopper, read the word of God, and then start speaking. And then prophesy, interpret what you're prophesying uh, for guidance for the Lord. Amen. Day. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Thank Thank you, Father. Father.
1: Okay, I'll read Psalm 37. Yes, please. Okay. Psalm 37, verse 12. To Share 29. with God
0: the details of your life. Excuse me. Thank him for his faithfulness to, to you. you. Okay, we've done that earlier. We shared okay. with God the details of our life. We talked about the peace, the bills being paid for, yeah. the time we have, our health, a good night's rest. We're enjoying all his... We have, what, yeah. four or yeah. five coffee pots?
1: Killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, okay, the wicked... I like the... I, was, I read most of this, but it says, The wicked plot against the godly, they snarl them in defiance, but the Lord just laughs. Now, that ought to give us great pleasure. The <laughs> Lord just laughs, for he sees their... Uh, day of Judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and strings their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed. To slaughter those who do right, but their swords will stab their own hearts. And their bows will be broken. Thank you, Lord. That's great. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you. For it is
1: better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. Amen. Okay. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered. But the Lord takes care of the godly. Amen.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. Amen. They will not be disgraced in hard times. This Mm. is very important, as we see the world going into different directions. Um, Even in famine, they will have more than enough.
0: Amen.
1: But the wicked will die The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. (laughs) The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. Amen. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land. Amen. But those he curses will die. Amen. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Amen. He directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in, in our every details. Every detail. Feels. He delights. That ought to get you excited. Amen. Though, they, though they stumble, they will never fall. Hallelujah to that, brother. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Amen. Isn't that awesome? He holds us by the hand. Once I was young, and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the godly abandoned. Or their children begging for bread. The godly always gives generous loans to others. Amen. And their children are a blessing. Amen. Fernando's a blessing. Anthony's a blessing.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Hadassah's a blessing. Faith is a blessing. Caleb's a blessing. Ezra's a blessing. Nicole's a blessing. David is a blessing. Devin is a blessing. Amen. Andrea is a blessing. Jessica is a blessing. Amen. Natalie is a triple blessing. Okay. Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever, but the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land and will live there forever. Amen. Okay. Um, Proverbs 21, 25 to 26 says, Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. Some people are always greedy, far more, but the godly, they love to give. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mr. Can't keep it in the pocket of
0: Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We ask your presence, Lord, in Jesus' name, as we pray today, August 21st, the reading of today, Lord. Thank you for giving us inspiration. Amen. Thank you for your promises, Lord, and amen. your word. And we say yes, yes and amen, amen to all your promises. Amen. So today we're prospering with your word, as we read Job, Lord, open our eyes, our ears, and help us to listen and hear the honor of the matter pertaining to us today, Lord. We ask for the honor that we may discover it and receive it in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, amen, Lord. Thank you. We're reading today Job chapter 1, verse 1 to three twenty-six, 26. It says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Us." He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 male donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Job's son would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, Perhaps my children would have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser of Satan came with them. Where have you come from? the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching every, everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless and a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has a good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys, feeding beside them when the Sabans raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven... Burned up your sheep and all the sheep her-, her shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived. with this news, three bands of Chilean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's homes. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in the wilderness and hit the house on all the sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I'll be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man on the earth. He's blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. And he's maintained his integrity, even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, Skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the, left the Lord's presence, and he struck Job with terrible boils from his head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their names were Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Namathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. At last Job spoke, and he cursed the day of his birth. He said, Let the day of my birth be erased, and the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned into darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high, and let no limit light shine on it. Let the darkness and utter gloom claim that day for its own. Let a black cloud overshadow it, and let the darkness terrify it. Let that night be blotted off the calendar, never again to be counted among the days of the year never again to appear among the last or never again to appear among the months let that night be childless let it have no joy let those who are experts at cursing whose cursing could rouse leviathan curse that day let its morning stars remain dark let it hope for light but in vain may it never see the morning light curse that day for failing to shut my mother's womb For letting me be born to see all this trouble why wasn't i born dead why was why didn't i die as i came from the womb why was i laid on my mother's lap why did she nurse me at her breast had i died at birth i would now be at peace i would be asleep and at rest i would rest with the world's kings and prime ministers whose great blessings now lie in ruins i would rest with princes rich in gold Whose palaces were filled with silver? Why wasn't I buried like a stillborn child, like a baby who never lives to see the light? For in the death the wicked cause no trouble. For in death the wicked cause no trouble, and the weary are at rest. Even the captives are at ease in death, with no guards to curse them. Rich and poor are both there, and the slave is free from its ma- his master. Oh, why give light to those in misery, and life to those who are bitter? They long for death, and it won't come. They search for death more eagerly than the hidden treasure. They fill with joy when, the fi- and when they finally die, and rejoice when they find the grave. Why is life given to those with no future, those God has surrounded with difficulties? I cannot eat for sighing. My groans pour out like water. What I always feared has happened to me. What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. <clears throat> wow, I heard that too pretty quick.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things in there. One of the things that stands out right now is... Uh, Satan answered, "I have been patrolling the earth, watching right. everything that's going on uh-huh. So when temptation comes to maintain our integrity is to keep speak the scriptures and say nothing wrong. Job chapter 10. Uh-huh. I mean verse 10. Mm-hmm. To say nothing wrong, uh, you know when we, we get into a corner. You know, and uh, and you're forced to lash out with. Uh, I know you haven't done this. <laughs> lash out with anger, or lash out with resentment, or or you're you're being injustice, or you know you're you're trying to maintain your. You go overboard on your righteous indignation, and it goes, it spills over to. Uh, you know, not being scriptural. Okay, I don't know if you're following me, but. Satan comes to, to try us mm. and we must maintain our integrity. Some people say, take as many seconds as you are old to respond. You know, in the habit of, of, of pausing and thinking how you're going to respond. Mm-hmm. So you want to maintain your integrity. So it's easy to say right now. Mm-hmm. but anyway. um, the, the other thing I have right here is it's amazing how uh, humanity uh, right away it says it, it it is so obvious too that that hurts and pains and so forth is we always go to god why god why yes. you know yeah. i mean we slept so well last night the the, the beauty of sleep the beauty of the, the design of this world getting our energy getting our hope our joy back again is a miracle you know how we, you wake up feeling so good in the morning so thankful yeah. and grateful to yeah, god yeah. So joyful that He has given us His mercies are new every morning.
1: Amen,
0: You know, we're not dreading the future. We're not guilty of the past. You know, we have promises of our Father. He's with us right now. Amen. We have words to study. He's given us a whole 67 books or whatever. Uh, so that's all I have to say for right now.
1: Yeah, I really, uh, this is the, I've heard of, I've read it today. It says in number six, uh, one day the members of the heavenly court came together or came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser. And it mentions it again later in the chapter about they they came together again, the second time. So, this is where we talk about the courts of heaven. Mm-hmm. That it, Satan comes to accuse you of things. So, we have to be to ask. Remember, we heard that guy Robert Henderson the other day talk about the courts of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy is going to come to accuse us. Come to accuse, you know, let's take you and I for example. Look at God. They're not trusting you. They did this, they did that. They got this credit card, da 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 da. And they're, he's constantly accusing us. So we've we got to go. We can go to the courtroom of heaven and plead our case and repent. And we can declare and, and just continue to look to God as our source. But that's a good indicator. There are courts in heaven, and Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And the way that we should listen to that again, the long one, that we listen to Isabel. I mean, really sit down and listen to how, how to go about doing it. But not just for us, but for others to intercede on their behalf. For the hard cases, for the for even the Randy that needs intercession and doesn't know how to get to the courtroom of heaven, you know, um, so that if that was that's amazing. There is a court in heaven, and there is an accuser, you know, a prosecutor, as they call him, um, to prosecute us. Okay, that was awesome, and then. Um, well remember
0: that Jesus is also our Our
1: advocate
0: you know and it's a done deal but we just we have to remind Satan to back off Uh when he comes and tries us uh, how are we going to react are we going to react with our benefits right are we going to you know like a are we going to say hey there's no other just God right a just God and a savior right I look to him and I'm saved from all my difficulties all the ends of the earth. You, you God, know, there's no other. that's
1: a real good point because, you know, as it said here, well, right, right, God. You know, everything is going well for him. You prospered him. He's got everything he needs. Of course he's not going to, you know, he hasn't seen any trouble. But when he sees trouble, God, and he loses everything, and including his health, he's going to curse you, right? So you got to use the
0: wisdom of God. So what's the category of curse? Why why would a person curse God get to that point? Because for once, that's his father. and He thinks the father is doing it. Right. Um, the other thing is, he's going through uh, hunger, pain, sickness, uh, vexing his soul, you know, uh, not finding an answer. So I'm getting to the word as discouraged, horrible, you know, so... Uninspired, whatever, and those are the the the, the things that the discouragement what starts off the thing. That's why we don't want to say that there's no big deals. God is in control. Right. Surrender. Right. Through surrender, there's mercy in the air you can tap into. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, that's that. Our reaction to the trial is what's going is important. You know, you go back to the Word of God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yea, though I go through the uh, valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no more, because the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Right? Amen. I noticed that he kind of kept a good, um, he, was, you know, he kept his integrity until he got the health problem. And then he started going out, why was I born? Why couldn't I, I mean, he really went into a discouraging phase of his life.
0: It's amazing how, um, yeah, that's right. And he
1: said, and then 25, he says, what I always feared has happened to me. That's why fear is a killer. Fear is a liar.
0: I want you to, uh, in the light of being born again and Jesus has conquered everything, let's go ahead and turn that verse around and say, What had I always desired has Amen. happened to me. Amen. What I always dreamed Beautiful. of has come true. Amen. I have peace. I have quietness. I now have rest from all troubles.
1: Amen. You Amen. Know, Amen. We, can,
0: mm. we can speak it as uh, a prophecy.
1: Mm. Amen. What right.
0: I always desire has have happened. Oh, you desire good. Yes. Amen. What what I always dream, what dreams I have, have come true. I have peace. All bills paid. Healing, health, adventure, interest. I have quietness, soundness of soul, mind, reeling of the mind, no guilt. I have rest. Amen. No. Only good comes. What's the opposite of trouble? Only blessings come. Amen. So why don't we write a piece of paper right now and put it on the wall. And that will be our declaration.
1: Okay.
0: I'll go get one. Okay, it's inside the door over there. Would you go ahead and... uh,
1: so, Take a
0: pause.
1: Yeah. Um, wow, well, that's, that's a good point. You know, uh, <clears throat> what I always dreamed of has come to pass because Jesus has taken care of it. Right? Amen. Because Jesus has supplied all that I need to, to live a restful, peaceful, joyful Life. Okay,
0: I'm gonna give you a piece of paper, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna make one, okay. and right. we're and we're gonna declare it. You know, we're Amen. going to, because we're now we're on this side of the paradise, and we're we're speaking to a world earth to give us those things through Jesus. Amen. Hang Amen. on. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 7. Uh, by the way, would you go ahead and uh, read to me what you came you, out of Job when we just read ch- chapter 3, verse 25 and 26? Your yes. interpretation and that's paraphrase.
1: Yes. So. That's
0: it. That's 25 yeah, and 26. Right. What does it say? What it did you says, just write?
1: It says I wrote. It says what I always hoped for and dreamed of has come to pass because of Jesus's finished work at the cross. He has blessed me exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ask. He supplied all that I need, taking me to a place of rest, joy, love, and peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So
0: be it. Yes,
1: Lord. Thank
0: you, Lord. All right now. That is our declaration of independence.
1: Yes, that is that's how we operate our lives. Again, trials and tribulations, it fears. Matter. The Lord is with us. He's for us. Who can be against us? On the
0: finished work of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. we have I heard, am had the righteousness of Christ in Christ Jesus. Mm. What I dreamed of.
1: Amen. What I always hoped for and dreamed of. I like the opening to that.
0: All my desires. Yeah. That come to pass. 1 Corinthians 14, 1-17. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. (coughs) For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit but it will be a mystery but it will be all mysterious. Be one who prophesies, strengthen others, encourage them and comforts them. but one who prophesies, strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Amen. I, Paul, wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you all could all prophesy. Amen. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. Unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation of some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even even lifeless instruments like the flute and the harp must play the notes. Clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called for battle? It is the same for you, if you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning, but if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you, since you are so eager to have the special ability Abilities that the Spirit gives, seek that, will, that will, will strengthen the whole church. Anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what should I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words. I understand, I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words, I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when you don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. Amen. Well, let, let's read the the study. It says, yes. uh, The gift of speaking in tongues has created disorder. Mm. Uh, let's jump down. Opinions differ over exactly what Paul meant. Let's jump down. Paul makes several points about speaking in tongues. It is a spiritual gift from God. It is a desirable gift, but not a requirement of faith. It is less important than prophecy. Okay. Uh, uh, it is less important than prophecy, but right here, unless, he says... I. He says, unless uh, unless someone is interpreting what are what are you saying? Okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's the only time that tongues is more important than prophecy
1: in the church.
0: Right here, unless someone is interpreting what you're saying, now right. now right. it's more important than
1: mm, amen. than
0: prophecy. Okay, so I really believe that they all go, they can't exist without each other.
1: Right. I was listening to I don't know yesterday if it, I. Something on TV, um, that the speaking in tongues. I think Creflo was preaching. It was wonderful what he yeah. said. He said it helps you with the other gifts. So you speak in tongues. Well,
0: did you hear? He says, speaking in tongues is telling God that you are consenting, mm. accepting His mercies, His gifts, mm. His His. his His ongoing direction for your life, Amen. Amen. On a daily basis, speaking it, and then, then when you get excited, you get your cup full. Yeah. Then you can easily prophesy.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: see how they cannot be together. Right. And then when you prophesy, now you're the gift of interpreting prophecy or tongues. It's 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 a prophecy. Mm. The gift of interpreting tongues is you're also prophesying to the church.
1: Yeah, because, you know, um, I noticed, like, even in the prophetic, when you get a prophetic word, I noticed the way uh, Pastor Marty speaks in tongues, and then the prophetic comes out Yeah. to the person, and it edifies the person.
0: Amen, and it's not all mystery, it's just work. Work, because you really don't feel like you're, you're getting anywhere when you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's why I like the fact, is that we read our Proverbs, read our Psalms, Fill the hopper, read the word of God, and then start speaking. And then prophesy, interpret what you're prophesying uh, for guidance for the Amen. Day. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Thank Thank you Lord.
1: Okay, I'll read Psalm 37. Yes, please. Okay, Psalm 37, verse 12. Share 29. with God
0: the details of your life. Excuse me. Thank him for his faithfulness to, to you. you. Okay, we've done that earlier. We shared okay. with God the details of our life. We talked about the peace, the bills being paid for, yeah. the time we have, our health, our good night's rest. We're enjoying all his, we have, what, yeah. four or yeah. five coffee pots?
1: Killer. <laughs> 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 yeah, we do. Um, okay, the wicked, I like the, I was. I read most of this, but it says, the wicked plot against the godly, they snarl them in defiance, but the Lord just laughs. Now, that ought to give us great pleasure. The <laughs> Lord just laughs, for he sees their uh, day of Judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and strings their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed. To slaughter those who do right, but their swords will stab their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Thank you, Lord. That's great. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you. For it is
1: better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. Amen. Okay. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered. But the Lord takes care of the godly. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Day
1: by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. Amen. They will not be disgraced in hard times. This Mm. is very important, as we see the world going into different directions. Um, Even in famine, they will have more than enough. Amen. But the wicked will die The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. (laughs) The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. Amen. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land. Amen. But those he curses will die. Amen. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Amen. He directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in In our details. Every detail. He delights. That ought to get you excited. Amen. Though Though they stumble, they will never fall. Hallelujah to that, brother. For the Lord holds them by the hand.
0: Amen. Isn't that
1: awesome? He holds us by the hand. Once I was young, and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the godly abandoned. Or their children begging for bread. The godly always gives generous loans to others. Amen. And their children are a blessing. Amen. Fernando's a blessing. Anthony's a blessing.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Hadassah's a blessing. Faith is a blessing. Caleb's a blessing. Ezra's a blessing. Nicole's a blessing. David is a blessing. Amen. Devin is a Amen. blessing. Amen. Andrea is a blessing. Jessica is a blessing. Amen. Natalie is a triple blessing. Okay. Turn from evil and do good and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever, but the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land and will live there forever. Amen. Okay. Um, Proverbs 21, 25 to 26 says, Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. Some people are always greedy, far more, but the godly they love to give. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mr. Can't keep it in the pocket,